This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you've been an active listener to this podcast, then chances are you might be a fan of video games. Hell, majority of my episodes are centered around listing certain characters or levels from my favorite video games. No need to explain what they are. The episode list speaks for itself. Until one day, I had an epiphany. Besides the usual console or handheld games, there were other types of games that played a role in my childhood, and those are flash games. If you're unfamiliar with what the hell a flash game is, let me explain. A flash game is a type of video game that you can play free on your web browser, essentially PC games before PC games. Since video games took up most of my life, of course I would find myself playing flash games whenever I was in front of a computer, when I should have been doing my homework. Funny story. In elementary slash middle school, I've taken at least one computer class each year, and during lectures, my classmates and I would usually try to play at least one flash game while the teacher wasn't looking. Surprisingly, the teacher never caught us, but that didn't stop the classroom snitch from tattletailing. I won't say any names. Though flash games didn't give me the same satisfaction as playing actual games, they're so impressive for what they were. Considering I watched a lot of Cartoon Network growing up, most of the flash games I played were on the Cartoon Network website, which is going to be the focus of this episode. Keep in mind that the Cartoon Network website has a shitload of Flash games, so it's going to be impossible for me to talk about all of them. To compensate, I'm only talking about the Flash games I played during my era of Cartoon Network. Ideally, anything between the years 1999 and 2009. So no Adventure Time, no Amazing World of Gumball, or Steven Universe. Sorry, didn't really watch those shows enough to care about any Flash games they may or may not have. With that said, were any of these Flash games playable, or worth remembering for that matter? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Cartoon Network Flash Game Retrospective. Let's start with a Flash game based off Teen Titans. And I mean, the real Teen Titans. Not the shitty reboot that everyone seems to love slash hate. Anyway, the only game that comes to mind is Teen Titans Battle Blitz. A 2D fighting game that's made to promote the show, which aired around 2003. Players can choose to play as either the Titans or villains and go through a story mode where you fight the members of each respected side. For instance, if you play as Robin, then you fight all the members from the villain side. Or if you play as Gizmo, then you fight all the members of the Titan side. It's kind of like a more scripted version of the story mode from Street Fighter. Funny enough, this game actually does play a lot like Street Fighter, with each character having basic and special moves players can initiate with certain button patterns. However, because I was playing this game on a keyboard, you can imagine how much my fingers were hurting. It's playable, I'll give it that. Probably my favorite character to play as was Beast Boy because each move has him change into a different animal. Then again, Beast Boy is my favorite Titan, so it's not surprising I play as him a lot. Unfortunately, this was the only Teen Titans game I could find, because the rest of the Flash games are based off Teen Titans Go. Trust me, I'd rather not get a mind grain while recording this. Time to talk about the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. The games they have range from decent to pretty good, actually. Starting with Grimball, where you play as Mandy and throw dodgeballs at Grim until he falls apart. Just be careful not to smash any windows or hit Harold, aka Billy's dad, or else you won't have enough left to throw at Grim. It's a very simple game, so not much can be said. Just reminding players how cruel Mandy can be at times. 
However, this is nothing compared to how cruel Mandy becomes in later seasons. Up next, Harium Scarium. I hope I said that right. They saw Billy and Mandy's jacked up Halloween, the first Halloween special. Oh, sorry, second Halloween special. I forgot about that one episode from season one. You play as Billy or Mandy in a 2D platformer to stop Jack O'Lantern and his army of demonic pumpkins. What's cool is that you can freely switch between Billy and Mandy at any point during the levels, and they each have their own weapons to utilize. Mandy uses Grim Scythe, while Billy can throw either banana peel, toilet paper, or even dynamite. See, not even the game developers trust Billy with Grim Scythe. Each level ends with a boss fight, with the last one being of course Jack. Probably the one thing I remember most was seeing Mandy smile at the end of each level. It's both creepy but funny at the same time. Nice game though, and it does pay homage to the special. Last, there's the fight before Christmas based off the special Billy and Mandy Save Christmas. You play as the trio to stop a horde of evil toys from entering your safe zone. Sounds easy, until I found out that the game has over 50 levels. Yes, 50 plus levels on a Cartoon Network Flash game. I don't have the mental capacity to sit through the entire game, so let's move on to another group of games. Or game, to be more accurate. As much as I love Codename Kids Next Door, there's really not that many Flash games i played besides Operation Startup. Villains have taken over Sector V's treehouse, and you have to play as each member to defeat their respected enemies. It's one of those puzzle games where you have to collect certain items while avoiding enemy attacks. But each level has you fight against whatever villain you're facing. Number 5 takes on a rival, Sticky Beer. Number 2 fights the Common Cold. And number 1 handles the most pathetic villain in the show, the Toilinator. This could have passed as a good game, if not for one problem. It's so fucking slow! I don't know if it was my web browser, or if the game was programmed this way, but everything felt slow. From jumping, attacking, or even climbing those damn stairs. I think there was a reason why I only played this game less than three times as a kid, so let's move on. Whether you love the show or not, the Powerpuff Girls still remain as one of the most iconic shows on Cartoon Network. And the less said about the shitty remake, the better. In terms of Flash games, one that I remember playing consistently was Powerpuff Girls All Monsters Attack, based off the episode featuring the Dynamo, aka the giant robotic Powerpuff Girl. You take control of the Dynamo as you survive through three levels of fighting giant monsters, with the third and last one being the six-eyed fish monster from the same episode. Just like every fighting game, you have basic punch and kick moves along with a special move that can be used once per round. If you like the Dynamo episode and want to take control of the robot for yourself, then this game is for you. Just don't expect too much out of it. Then there was Attack of the Puppy Bots. Mojo Jojo kidnaps all the dogs in Townsville and turns them into robots, prompting the girls to stop him. It's essentially a 2D side-scroller game, except there's only three levels, and each one has you play as one of the girls. Starting from Blossom, Buttercup, and finishing off with Bubbles. How fitting. If you play any 2D side-scroller, then you already know what to expect. Just move around, shoot enemies, wash, rinse, repeat. Since I was talking about the Powerpuff Girls, I might as well talk about another show that was coincidentally created by the same person. That being Craig McCracken. I'm sorry if I butchered that last name. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. The one Flash game I remember playing consistently was Cheese Quest. This show had a lot of great characters to choose from, but the one that stood out for most fans is Cheese. Fun fact, he's actually Nick's favorite character from the show. Shout out to Nick. Love you, buddy. Anyway, I used to see commercials about this game all the time, which provoked me to try it out myself. Essentially, Cheese Quest is a 2D platformer where Cheese goes on, well, a quest. Hence the title. But don't expect an answer because I don't think Cheese himself, nor do the game developers, know where he's going. Soon enough, the game transitions to a 2D side-scroller in both a space and underwater level, 
and in the last level, you're inside a giant bowl while trying to avoid cereal that's being poured from the sky. The biggest takeaway I got from this game was the many references from the episodes in which cheese appeared. Like chocolate milk, potatoes, brother ladies. Honestly, the references speak for themselves. Camp Lasso had a couple of Flash games too, but the one I remembered vividly was Squirreled Away. The Squirrel Scouts have stolen Camp Kidney's flag and it's up to Lasso to retrieve it. Much like the Teen Titans game, this was pretty much made to promote the show, as all three levels are based off themes from Season 1 episodes. Level 1 has Clam and Lasso ride a wagon downhill. Level 2 is a swimming level. And Level 3 is an air level where Raj uses his propeller hat to fly Lasso to safety. Each level is the same thing though. You constantly jump or move up and down to avoid obstacles. Not bad for a Flash game, but it's nothing too special either. It wouldn't be a Cartoon Network episode if I didn't mention Johnny Bravo at least once. Sadly, I only remember playing maybe two games. First was Flapjack Flipout. The objective of this game is very simple. Keep stacking pancakes that fall from the sky and serve them to customers. But you have to be careful not to collect anything else or else your stack will fall down. Simple, but fun. Which kind of relates to the show in a way. Speaking of which, the most famous gag in the show is how Johnny tries to impress any beautiful women he comes across. So of course there has to be a Flash game based off that. Bravo Boogie is a rhythm game where you have to use the arrow keys to match the beat of whatever song is playing in the nightclub that Johnny's at. Complete all the levels with flawless executions and you'll make Johnny's dream come true by having all the women be attracted to him. Unfortunately, I didn't play a lot of rhythm games growing up, so my reflexes weren't exactly the best. But hey, if you're a fan of rhythm games, then you'll find some joy out of it. Inductions Laboratory! Not a lot of flash games piqued my interest! What am I doing? <laughs> In all seriousness though, not a lot of Flash games from Dexter's Laboratory piqued my interest, with the one exception being Bot Brigade. Dexter and Mandar compete in the bot arena where they pit their robots against each other. You're mostly playing as the robots in this game, as it's their job to fight and destroy whoever's barrier in order to win. Coincidentally, Dexter and Mandar use the same type of robots each round, as a certain class is able to beat another class. It's sort of like Rock Paper Scissors, or in this case, Smashers beat Chompers, the Chompers beat Goigers, and the Goigers beat Smashers. At the same time, robots of the same class destroy each other, so you have to make sure your robot is pitted against the right opponent, and avoid those falling pits while you're at it. I don't know why I only played this game specifically, but I can't go back in time and ask my younger self, now can I? You guys know I'm a huge fan of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Sadly, it has one of my least favorite Flash games, that being Feral Phobia. For the record, I do love the idea of Courage exploring an ancient pyramid, it's just the execution is awful. This game is supposed to be trial and error mixed with platforming, but the jumps you make are very steep, the enemy placements is unorthodox, this game constantly bombards you with snakes, mummy, and Anubis dogs, it's ridiculous! So get ready to hear Courage scream every 2 minutes or less. Since we're on that topic, Courage's scream is unbearable to hear in this game. One of the funniest things about Courage is his screams, yet in this game it's fucking atrocious. I'm sorry, but this game is horrible to me. At least I got some joy out of playing creepy TV. Hey, that rhymed. A ghost from the TV has kidnapped Muriel and Eustace, and Courage must seek guidance from disembodied voice to help him. The biggest takeaway I got from this game was the graphics. This game looked like it came straight out of the Super Nintendo or Game Boy days, which is impressive for a Flash game. The game itself is a puzzle game. You explore the back house and collect items that are needed to stop the demon. Doesn't sound that bad, except you find yourself backtracking. A lot. I hate to talk negatively about Courage in any sort of capacity, but these games didn't cut it for me, sadly. I'm sure we all saw this one coming. Ed and A Flash games were what I played religiously on the Cartoon Network website. 
there were so many great Flash games based off the show that it deserves its own separate episode. But I'm trying to keep things consistent and trying to limit myself. To start things off, let's talk about Ed and Eddie Spin Stadium. The Eds compete in a spinning top tournament against the kids. The objective of this game is to knock out as many spinning tops with your own until the timer runs out. You want to make sure you get the highest score while you're at it. However, because this game is so easy, you'll more than likely be able to get the highest score within your first try. Another cool thing to point out is that whenever you go back to the title screen, the color of the spinning's top will change to represent who you last played as, such as green for Ed, orange for Double D, and red for Eddie, so that's neat. Up next, Clash of the Idiots. Based off the Season 1 episode, Tag Your Ed, you play as the Max Mumbler, aka Double D, and fight Lee Kanker in the most anticipated wrestling match ever, according to this game at least. Players must choose up to 5 moves that Double D can initiate each round, whether it be a pile driver, gain a kiss from Nas to regain health, or witnessing Double D literally go ape shit on Lee by acting like a gorilla. However, only 5 moves can be used per round, including the moves Lee can use. If you manage to attack Lee 3 times in a row, you can unleash a super move with help from Eddie and Ed. Be careful, Lee's capable of doing that as well. As long as you keep clicking your mouse or touchpad if you're playing this game on a laptop, your move should be able to land first, unless the game decides to cheat you. If you manage to beat Lee 2 out of 3 times, then you win. I guess some people were disappointed to see the Eds lose very easily to the Kankers, so this game could appeal to those who prefer an alternate ending, so to speak. Up next, Ed over Heels. Not the episode from Season 2. Instead, it's based off the Season 3 episode, Boys Will Be Eds. You play as each of the Eds and balance yourselves on either a log, tire, or unicycle in order to impress Naz. Balance is key for this game as you have to use the left and right arrows to continuously move around. If you manage to maintain your balance long enough while performing neat tricks, Naz will be impressed and she'll take your picture. The best part about this game is that you can print those pictures from your nearest printer. I've never seen any Flash game do something like that, so that was definitely unique. Sadly, my skills weren't exactly good enough to impress Naz, so the only photos I printed out were the Eds falling flat on their faces. Hey, it was fucking hilarious, so of course I would print those pictures out. Toy Twister. Based off the episode, the Eds are coming, the Eds are coming. That was part of Cartoon Network's Alien Invasion specials. An alien spacecraft has appeared in a cul-de-sac causing a Twister compiled of toys, so the Eds decide to collect them all and sell them for a profit. It's another one of those balance games where you have to keep moving left and right to collect toys from falling from the sky. It's playable, I'll give it that. Except for one problem. What the hell does this have to do with the episode? Believe me, I've seen that episode numerous times and it has nothing to do with collecting toys. This game could have worked as any other Flash game, but not as a tie-in to a TV special. If you really wanted a game to tie-in with this special, it should be about the Ed Stormy Rolf's house to save him from the aliens. Damn, I wish that game existed. To the extreme! This was one of my favorite Flash games, if I'm being completely honest. The Eds built a skateboarding ramp in order to impress Naz. You play as each of the Eds and try to perform enough tricks before the time runs out. And if your score is high enough, it will grab Naz's attention. The many tricks that the Eds can pull off in the air is both fun and hilarious. All thanks to the many sound effects this game has. From the Eds doing bird calls, spinning their bodies, or spinning their skateboards across. There's also a couple of tricks that's exclusive to whatever Ed you're playing as. Like Ed can use his skateboard as a DJ system. Double D uses his skateboard as a guitar, and Eddie's spinning his board on his fingertip. They're definitely worth using to increase your score. However, you have to be cautious of any holes that spontaneously appear on the ramp, or any of those fat-ass birds that are flying around. Admittedly though, the sound effect that plays whenever the Eds fail is funny as hell. <laughs> Sorry for that terrible impression. In fact, Ed. 
In this game, Ed eats a tainted jawbreaker, and it's up to a white blood cell to stop the germs from infecting his body. Definitely a bizarre game considering the fact that the Eds aren't the focus, but rather this white blood cell that wears a knight helmet and wields a sword. It's one of those puzzle games where you have to collect certain items in each level to proceed, while also fight any evil germs. I had a lot of trouble with this game growing up, especially once you get to the Tainted Jawbreaker. No matter what you try, you can't attack it, until I found out years later that you have to collect the items that falls out of it, and avoid its attacks of course, and eventually it will die on its own. Tedious, I know. At least the sound effects are worth remembering. My favorite being, oh no, every time the white blood cell loses life. Now let's move on to one of the best Flash games, Lunchroom Rumble. It's a massive food fight at Peach Creek Junior High, and all the students are participating. And by all the students, I mean only the characters featured in the show. This game has you run around the cafeteria and throw food at each other. Last student standing will win. You're literally on the run throughout this game, because from time to time you have to refill your tray with food. Players can also collect these special jawbreakers that appear in each round. One that replenishes your health, and the other that briefly staggers your opponent. The best part about this game is that you can play as other characters besides the Eds, and they can all be unlocked after each round. I don't know about you guys, but that definitely gave me some Super Smash Bros. vibes. We of course have the Kankers, Johnny and Plank, Rolf, Naz, and Kevin. The one thing that shocked a lot of people were the victory dances each character has. Double D's to be more precise, because he throws his hat up in the air. Finally, fans got to see what's under Double D's hat. And... he's bald. Seriously? That's it? Johnny's bald and you don't see him wearing a hat. You can argue the same thing for Kevin, but he doesn't seem to mind his baldness all that much. However, because this game isn't made by the same people from AKA Cartoon, it's considered non-canon. So the conundrum of what's under Double D's hat will never be solved. To wrap up this episode, I'll be covering two games at once, because they're technically the same game. Cul-de-sac Smash and Cul-de-sac Smash 2. Wheels of Fury. A demolition derby tournament has been started in the cul-de-sac and nearly all the characters participate. The ones that aren't playable are Sarah, Jimmy, and Naz, who the latter is more of a referee if anything. The objective of this game is to build a card and smash into other cards, hence the title. Last one standing will win. Some of the courses or classes in this case is based off a respected area from the show, like Naz's backyard, the lane, or the playground. Then we have an unusual baseball field, don't ask me why. Anyway, you collect cash after each round, and that set cash can be used to either repair your cards, which are all named Zippy for some reason, or build a new card altogether. Definitely the highlight if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's way too simple and all you're doing is just crashing the people, but it has a charm to it. However, the sequel is what I was mostly infested with. They added new areas like Kevin's backyard, the junkyard, and the school football field and even an area that's covered in snow to represent the very short-lived winter season from the show. The true highlight though, is the gameplay because now, every character has a special move they can initiate, such as Ed throwing boogers to slow down other carts, Double D can unleash Extendo Gloves to attack his surroundings, Eddie can throw stink bombs at other carts, they even brought back the Kanker Hissy Fit from the Season 4 episode Run For Your Ed as Lee Kanker's special move. That's fucking insane! The customizing feature has been improved as well by adding more appliances to build your card. Kind of a small detail, but worth mentioning. These were overall fun games, and it was a great way to end the show's run of Flash games. Wow, those were a lot of games to mention in one episode. You know, I'm glad I was able to remember most of these games, and surprisingly, they're still active. I know these games will never match the quality of actual console or handheld games, but for what they were, I was pleasantly surprised. Still, since I covered Cartoon Network Flash games, 
does that mean I'm going to cover Nickelodeon or Disney Flash games next? Well, let's just say I need a break from Flash games. Who knows? Thanks for listening to another Geeks Crossing episode. If you have any memories regarding these Flash games, you can share them by joining our Discord server. Hope you enjoyed and have a great day.